Man, it's really hard to get empty cans out of these koozies. Really? <laughs> I had a hard time the last episode. Out of the what? The cozy. What the hell are you talking about? Like, how? what? Is there no... <laughs> Maybe that's what the <laughs> hole is for in the bottom to poke up. Really? It's that difficult. <laughs> what could I have to do to this poor can? Huh. Is I had Miller Lite in that earlier, but Amelia took it, and I don't know if she took it out or not, but there didn't seem to be a intense struggle. Even this full can. Once it's in there, it's in there. It's a security feature. Well, I don't have to worry about that tonight with mixed drinks. What are you drinking? Um, this is a slight variation on... The only cocktail recipe that is on our fridge with a <laughs> magnet. <laughs> it's called uh, All My Exes Live in Texas. Yeah, you're making the, <laughs> of course it is, face. <laughs> it was uh, a cocktail we had when we were in Austin at this amazing restaurant there called Olame. And as soon as we sat down, this was after we got engaged and was one of our nicer dinners out we're sitting down looking at the cocktail menu before getting to the wine list and just jumps out at me all my exes live in texas <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, a good cocktail name i was like i don't even care what's <laughs> in it i'm gonna take it but then when i realized it was like bourbon and um what else is in this some vermouth and uh dry curacao it's like, this is in an old-fashioned kind of wheelhouse that I really dig. I'm going to try it out. And it was amazing. And the bartender uh, wrote it out for us, and it lives on our fridge now. That's awesome. Like yeah. the original write-out from the bartender, write-up? Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like we're in a constant state of two degrees of separation from George Strait. Like any conversation we have... Is always somehow could, related. Or like you could link it to George, or to George, yeah, to George Strait in like two degrees or less like what's that uh yeah what do you mean six degrees of separation yeah. like the kevin bacon thing yeah yeah so i feel like anything we're talking about you could within like two steps link it to george Strait somehow oh right like <laughs> oh that person once played with george in yeah. 1987 yeah. we should we should do that one episode uh just see like all make random <laughs> comments but they have to be about country music yeah, yeah, yeah and see how how if you could like wheels turning like on the fly Figure link out. it back to George Strait somehow. Within six <laughs> degrees? That's, I, it, that's a long... It I doesn't like have to be six. Yeah. It can be as many as you like. I'd just like to see if you could if you could do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like six degrees would be easy because I feel like almost everybody in country music today would be like, has had some kind of commentary <laughs> or something about, he was my favorite growing up. And it's yeah. It's like there's a... But it's got to yeah. It's got to be more substantial than that, I suppose. I, I don't know if it... Yeah, I'm not sure if it would be that easy on the fly. If you it's had true. some time to... Okay. It would be it'd be a funny game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. <laughs> country, country music. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to Country Country Music. We are coming to you with a country catch-up episode today, uh, something we've been doing a little bit recently as a, a bit of a less prepared uh, kind of episode where we just chat about some things 
air some grievances, talk about some new things in country music, uh, following up on some things also, and just hanging out and having a drink. I mean, let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade here. It's it's a way that we don't have to do so much research every single week. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Every, every, everything we do is pretty unscripted, but some of the episodes that really dive into some history, we definitely do our due diligence in research above and beyond what we've just known from growing up or existing in the sphere of enjoying country music. Well, and I, you know, so I this feel way like it's easier. I feel like I have to research this stuff because, you know, every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George Strait is pushing George Jones out. <laughs> oh, I just laid down a Simpsons reference. He didn't even take it. <laughs> Remember when I took that home winemaking course and I forgot how to drive? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I totally missed it. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's because you were drunk. And how? (laughs) Well played. Yeah, what episode is that? I don't don't know. I don't think we're going to figure that out right now. No, no. Oh, yeah. Well, embarrassed. So I wanted to, uh, before we get too far away from Halloween, since we just released our Halloween episode uh, last week, which featured um, your lovely wife, Amelia, where we were talking about um, our favorite country murders. Um, did you see, uh, and it, so check out that episode, by the way, it was a real fun episode, be it uh, a little bit long, but it was still a really fun episode. We got a little carried yeah. away, I think. It was almost <laughs> twice as long. We were also twice as drunk as we usually are too so (laughs) which tends to happen on halloween it's true and there was three of us so it was a bit more of a party than us just sadly (laughs) drinking together exactly like we are now yes yes (laughs) um i wanted to ask you if you saw i stumbled upon a really funny photo online of uh, luke combs wife nicole hawking i believe is her name Mm -hmm. Uh, she dressed up as As Luke combs for halloween i saw that yeah (laughs) she had a fake beard and everything and I gotta say, yeah, same hat. It was a good costume, but I gotta say, even with a fake beard, I think she's still out of his league. (laughs) Ha! Yeah, she uh, she's an attractive girl. You know, Um, there was aren't everything. (laughs) He he's got personality. He's got a voice. Her beard left something to be desired, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was really thin. Yeah, Yeah, he he, she could have at least like dyed a Santa Claus beard or something, something that had like some substance of hanging off face yeah rather than something that looked like it was kind of <laughs> scribbled onto her did you see there was like a little kid uh, who dressed up as luke combs too and they sent him the photo and then he was kind of chirping on his wife that the kid's costume was like 10 times better but it, it was hilarious because the kid even <laughs> on his guitar he had it written on his guitar it said root beer never broke my heart <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't see that, but that's super cute. Oh, it was really cute. funny. I'll, sh- I'll send you the photo. It was Well, uh, speaking of costume. kids and super cute things, did you see the video uh, from R- Miranda Lambert's concert like a week or so ago in Kansas? Oh, with, uh, the, with little the little girl. girl? Yeah, that was adorable. If you watched that and you didn't cry or at least tear up or like quiver in your breath <laughs> a little bit at the very least, you are not a human being. That is one of the cutest things I have ever seen. I definitely had, you know, multiple things in my eye. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely post this, repost it from her on Instagram. Uh, for anybody who wants to go take a look, just go to at country, country music and we'll have it on there. But if you haven't seen it, um, it starts with the beginning of... Um, all kinds of kinds and 
just as she's about to get into the song before the lyrics are supposed to start and her starts singing, um, she she kind of stops it and the band keeps going and she's like, can, can somebody bring up that little girl, please? And then it pans to this girl with her mother like up against the rail uh, in, in the front row of this concert. They're, they're fine, but they're just kind of happy they're singing along. And she says, this little girl has stole my heart this whole show. I just have to meet her. And like security picks her up, brings her on stage and introduce herself. And they're talking and she ends up singing with her and like they're both crying. It's super adorable. It was pretty cute, her singing too. And I was yeah. like, I wonder at that age, and she was what, six? think they oh, said yeah maybe who knows something at, like that at that six. age if you even understand like the scope like they she handed her the mic and she sang a couple of like lines yeah like, at that age do you even know how many people you're in front of or like, yeah do you even understand the concept of nervousness like it was yeah. it was yeah it was pretty cute it was cool yeah and then you think about also or maybe on you think about does is, is that like gonna be the highlight of her life where she oh, like always depressing. throws back to like <laughs> this time when I was six or conversely, does it become like the most inspiring thing that ever happened to her? And she goes on to be like the next Miranda. Yeah. That's a more positive. Oh, it's if, way if more positive. It's the highlight <laughs> of her life. It's like in a trailer. Well, you're exactly. 30 years like, from now. <laughs> one time, <sighs> Miranda, she pulled me up on stage. She did. I was six years old. I sang all kinds of kinds. Oh, Ma, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> You go cut me a switch. <laughs> Nobody tells me I lie. Go look on the Instagram. I wonder if Instagram. Well, we'll no, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying it like it's an encyclopedia or something that kids don't get anymore. It's just What's ar- an encyclopedia? It's just archived. <laughs> exactly. Instagram's on paper at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good one. Computers on internet these days, eh? <laughs> So um, there's a Simpsons reference that you didn't get. I I think I got it. I just didn't remember just which wasn't one it was funny. from. <laughs> <laughs> it was somewhat funny. Fair enough. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> I'm not attractive. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> God, we're like four references in at this point. <laughs> it's gonna be a barn burner. It's gonna be a doozy. <laughs> gonna do hard alcohol more often. <laughs> um. I was reading up a little bit. They released a, a lot more of like performers and presenters and all that for the 2019 CMAs. Have you looked into any of this? I have, and I have a major one I want to talk about. Okay. Do you want to start off? I was just really just going to rhyme some stuff off. So Cool. So the one that I really want to talk about is uh, Jenny Fleener. She, it, so uh, to be honest, I did not know who she was as a person as a um as a musician before these announcements and when i went and looked at it a couple weeks ago um i realized that she's one of the people that i hear the song and i want to go see who the musician is on the track the studio musician and albeit i hadn't done it with all of these records that she's been on but now that i look back at it like historically my favorite session musician for the fiddle has been Stuart duncan He's been on all the George Strait stuff from like the early 90s onward, uh, Brooks and Dunn, Alan Jackson. Like if you're talking like 90s and 2000s, like honky tonk, real country music, it's probably, he, he's more or less the fiddle of, uh, the fiddle version of 
Paul Franklin on steel and Brent Mason on guitar, just all over it and really legit. And I think I've thought that it's always him on a lot of new records, like Heartache Medication uh, by John Party, who we have said in past episodes is our song of the year, maybe is a perfect country song. But one well, of I know they haven't announced all the performers uh, for this, but how is he not? Hopefully he gets announced. Maybe he's performing, but... I have no idea, but we'll circle yeah. back to that. Um, but on a whole bunch of these tracks, including that one, the fiddle player, Jenny Fleener. Huh. I've never I think heard I'm saying that either. right. Fleenor, Fleener, Fleenor. Uh, but started following her on Instagram, and she is just a sweetheart and super cool and so earnest and just so down to earth and she's been like on top of all over the John Party record which we are completely in love with musically and uh lyrically and everything. Well, yeah, she's apparently a very badass fiddle player too then. <laughs> oh, that that hugely. She's also been all over the Cody Johnson records, hmm. Randall King, Terry Clark, recent Blake Shelton, recent Kathy Matea on the Runaway June records. So she is definitely new. She's younger. She, she looks like she's about our age. And she is playing to such a degree that I, I think I just innately thought this is like Stuart Duncan on these tracks. It's fair. When it's that common, right? You just kind of assume that everyone's using the same. Well, um, even just like the, the, the kind of style. Yeah, exactly. Stylistically. And uh, I don't know. I And I, I don't know enough about fiddle that fiddle players out there might be like no way like her style is so different from yeah. Stuart Dunk or so, so I don't know I, but I it's can fair. tell more of a difference in like steel guitar yeah. uh, but uh, yeah so big props to her she is also the first female uh, first female um, nominated for musician of the year so that hmm. is a pretty big deal and I really hope she gets it so uh, country country music is rooting for you Jenny 100 percent yeah it does really seem like the CMAs this year are hopefully genuinely making an effort to bring in more um obviously with the the female hosts Dolly Parton Reba McIntyre Carrie Underwood but amongst the performers amongst the presenters uh, and the performers you have uh where's my performer list uh, Miranda Lambert Reba McIntyre Maren Morris Dolly Parton uh, Pink, I guess, is playing. I don't know if she's performing what? with Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton, because it says Pink and Chris Stapleton. But yeah, maybe yeah, that's just so the way it was written. With. Uh, Carrie Underwood. Um, who else in the presenters? Uh, Deanna they Carter, Pink, Hannah they Brown. They may as well have the Backstreet Boys on as well, too. I know, what but I, I mean, I guess if she's performing with... Do, do they, have, they must have a song together. He seems to really be branching out a bit now with some guest artists, right? Like, didn't he do something with Justin Timberlake a while back? That was quite a while back. Yeah. That's what really broke him as like an international superstar. I wouldn't say that. That came after Traveler. Traveler was the album that broke him as international. No, that was on the record. That no. was on the Traveler record. That came after Traveler. That was Tennessee Whiskey. That was the song they did together was Tennessee Whiskey. No, but they have an actual song, like a single that they came out with after his... Oh, okay, so yeah. that came out later. But what happened that... Oh, like, like when they performed it. They performed yeah, it yeah, together yeah, yeah. at, was it the Grammys or the CMAs? Yes. Some, one something. of those. Yeah, early on. And so he was already a deal in, in country music, but that's what kind of put him on a, the next level stage that went to like superstardom. And well, and yeah, just to complete that list in the presenters mm -hmm. too, uh, Jennifer Nettles, Kathy Matea, Kristen 
Chenoweth, apologies to some of these last names I might not know, Madeline uh, Petch, Martina McBride, Midlands uh, presenting, that's kind of cool, they should yeah. be performing, but um, anyways, it, it seems like they're making a, a big effort to sort of even out the playing field here and bring in a lot more female performers and presenters. I don't think any of these lists are complete. The presenter list might be complete, but I don't think the performer list is. Um, I, Jim Gaffigan is a presenter. Why is Jim Gaffigan Why? involved? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even really find him that funny. <laughs> oh, I do. Well, kind of. But have you ever watched his stand-up bit about camping? I don't, I don't think so. I've watched oh a, my God, I've with the bears? To a few. No, I haven't seen it's that one. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will we'll link that as well too, and I'm slash I'm gonna show you later. <laughs> I do like I I don't know I just don't understand what his part is in the CMAs. Oh, I I don't either. I'm yeah I'm just saying he's funny, but he I don't know. And this is I one of the no few idea. years I I kind of want to tune in. Like Casey Musgraves is performing with Willie Nelson. Speaking uh, of Casey Musgraves, like oh yeah, because we never talk because <laughs> we never talk about her. But actually, here's going to be a bit of a criticism, which we never do. What? Oh, I know. What is this, dun, Bizarro dun, World? Dun. Yeah. Her her Christmas special that is like she's been promoing on Instagram, like a, a, a Casey Christmas or whatever it's called. There is exactly zero country people on there or country musicians. Maybe huh. there's like one kind. There's this guy from Australia that seems to be like an Australian country-ish kind of guy I, I don't know I've never heard of him I looked into it and it seemed like it was kind of but it's like Kendall Jenner and like Dan Levy and stuff like that like that's odd yeah and it's it, it's like a superstar like pop culture showcase of Casey Musgrave by Casey Musgraves but like zero like not even Dolly Parton or somebody that she can nod to in kind of a cool country way I mean, I wonder if it's just, I don't know, whoever's producing it, even herself, maybe just trying to, I, I agree with you 100%, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, but mm -hmm. maybe just trying to make it more commercially, like mainstream, I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, I, there's no excuse really, she should have somebody on there. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it, because she, she seems as much as she has really taken to mainstream commercial success to be keeping it country all the way along. Even as like her songs start to have slightly more of like a disco pop feel to them, they're still like heavy steel guitar and like country lyrics and things like that. But then she goes and does this and then there's like nothing. It, it seems like she just is veering towards a Taylor Swift kind of thing of like, Oh, no more country. Where's all my like Carly Kloss and like Victoria's Secret supermodels to hang out with and have my New York life kind of thing as opposed to <laughs> continuing any type of like country. I don't know. It's kind of like the Star Wars Christmas special. I don't I don't I have no idea. <laughs> it was like this random really ridiculous Christmas special that came oh, out like very like long around, time ago. Yeah, like oh. around originals and there was like dancing Ewoks. I, like, I remember seeing clips of this in that, later years. I feel like that's what this is going to be. <laughs> I hope she brings out some dancing Ewoks. Yeah. Kendall Jenner. <laughs> That'd be pretty badass. So anyways, when do these even air the CMAs? Is it next week? Uh it's soon. soon. I'm not sure the exact date. We're terrible. Um, yeah, we should, uh, we should watch it. It'd be funny if, uh, or fun. I don't even know how we do this. It'd be fun to like live 
like live podcast comment on uh, on the CMAs. Yep. I don't I don't think we we would be able to figure this out without glitching out hard. But <laughs> I wonder if we could. Let's think about that. We'll put a pin in it. We'll let's table not, this discussion. Yeah, let's not promo it too hard because this <laughs> very likely could not happen. Tune in, <laughs> folks, next week live. <laughs> Ixnay on the Unin day. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's talking to you. <laughs> When I tap your foot and say Mr. Thompson. <laughs> oh, God, we're on fire tonight with the Simpsons references. <laughs> yeah, or they're getting a little too off topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's keep them tight. Let's keep them tight. Okay, so I'm going to take a little bit of a, a segue here. Um, you mentioned uh, an Australian country artist. And uh, I, and then I. it's funny because I have a little bit of a spiel here and I'm going to get to it in a roundabout way about some Australian country. Uh, but I went down this kind of long uh, rabbit hole about country music uh, in Africa. And it, it started, you know, I think it was in our discussion with Jada. It came up a little bit in uh, Country Roots. I believe she mentioned Country Roots in Africa. But I, I stumbled on it more about this uh, this article and it was actually from an African magazine, and it was speaking about how it's um, like American country music has been super popular in Africa since like the 40s. And there's radio stations in Africa even today that devote like huge blocks of time to American country music, mm-hmm. which I, I found a little bit odd. Like it's not exactly the spot where I would think they would heavily listen to American country music. Um they even have, you know, there's multiple festivals across Africa uh, really? with the majority of the artists being, and I'm quoting from the magazine, white and imported. Huh. <laughs> and like when you say across the continent, like where do you mean? Uh, Kenya, there was, uh, where else? I don't, I didn't write exactly where, but I mean, it's the more populated cities, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, and this is what I thought was the really cool part as there's actually a lot of up and coming African country musicians and to quote uh, this article, again, from this, this African magazine, and forgive me because I'm going to butcher these names, but I, I felt like they deserved a shout out. And there's not a huge list here, but uh, Nigeria's uh, Ogak J. Oke, Emma Ogazi, and Poor Charlie Aka um, have chosen to buck that trend, reclaiming uh, these narratives for themselves and imbuing them uh, with a truly African voice. So I actually went through Spotify and some of the artists that I could find um, that were in this article and it was pretty interesting to listen to in terms of the type of country that we listen to very different obvious you know African influences on the music but it was a really cool sounding vibe and then they started to talk a little Why bit more. Why didn't you send any of this to me? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Well, I can't even picture this. Because we always said that, like, this is going to... We I did send something to you, actually. Well, I played it for you today. Oh, that's what that was? Well, I'm going to get there in a second. Uh, some of these these new artists, like, I, I just thought that I'd mention them. didn't sound African at all. Well, it, it's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back to it. Okay. Um, and then just one other point here. There's a young and up-and-coming up Kenyan country singer, uh, Esther Kankara, who felt particularly connected to the sounds of Dolly Parton. Uh, oh. says that she draws many comparisons between Parton's famous autobiographical track, Co- Coat of Many Colors. She was on the Dolly's America podcast. Oh, really? On the first episode? No. Oh, I haven't listened to anything past the first one yet. Oh, okay. I thought that's where you were getting this from. She She's interviewed on there and she talks about how, I think that's who, unless there's more than one like major African 
country singer that is like a Dolly part, partly a Dolly Parton impersonator, or I don't think she's an not impersonator. No, not an impersonator. Um, but um, like I said, a she tribute, talks about tribute artist and is yeah, huge maybe. herself, but also known for that. This one's pretty up and coming. So she just says, uh, you know, she t- talks about growing up in poor rural area and her own village upbringing uh, in uh, Malawi. Um, she took inspiration from 50s and 60s eras, era of country music and started fusing country with gospel music. So then this is where I'm going to get to that video I played for you. So at the end of this article, they referenced uh, the, the an artist uh, named Elvis Otieno, and they ref- referenced him as a Kenyan country star. And so I was like, who's, who's this guy? And they referenced him like everybody knows who this guy is. So I looked him up, and this is the guy whose video I played for you. And he's born and raised. Uh, he, I'll tell you a little bit about his beginnings, but just I wanted that's why I wanted to get your impressions in the video. And so do you have a little bit to say here? Yeah, a little bit. Excellent, because I want to go make myself another drink. You want to <laughs> just keep talking? Or yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give a little... Uh, I mean, be quick about it. I'm not going to be like an hour here, but I'll no, give a little either. background on, on uh, Sir Elvis. Right, I'm going to race to it. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Go. Go. <laughs> so, uh, Elvis Atiena's humble beginnings are something straight out of a country song. Uh, he was born in the small town uh, in western Kenya's railroad line. His father was a Pentecostal preacher uh, who played gospel music on, on the guitar. Um, but it was seeing Shania Twain in concert when he visited the U.S. that served as a catalyst for him to return to Kenya in 2003 and become the most successful country musician in the country. So... I started reading a little bit more into him after this as it piqued my interest and I watched this video and I played it for Andrew and uh, he sounds like he's straight out of like late 60s, early 70s. Like Andrew said, Engelbert Humperdinck, I felt like kind of Conway Twitty-ish, but it's the same sort of vibe. And it's just, and he even references this as an artist that audiences are just shocked when he starts singing because they're not expecting that that sound to come out of him and uh and that sort of vibe i guess uh so he was uh he's known as uh king elvis and uh, he's named after elvis obviously uh as he was born in 1977 the same year that uh that elvis uh died i believe um so my dad named me after elvis presley he says uh, my mom was a great fan of elvis presley so when he died i think it was a great blow and i guess they decided to name me elvis when i look back on my life i'm like okay i think that's really country he jokes um their family left kenya for norway when uh, elvis was seven which explains uh the scandinavian uh as he croons elvis presley's songs um so of all places again making the story even weirder norway is where he got serious about country music he played in a country <laughs> band started listening to new country and as a student he visited the u.s and took in his first country concert as i mentioned before shania twain so then he moved back to kenya 10 years later and decided to take his music to the next level and the major problem here was that uh, kenya doesn't have a next level for country uh so it said uh, i had to start from really really nearly nothing he says the music industry in kenya is still really very young um, people love to listen to it but there's never been a serious country star. So look they this guy make, up. They should make a movie out of him the same way they did about the girl in Glasgow. Oh yeah, the uh, movie you're talking Wild about. Wild Rose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's wild, right? Like and Nashville he, dream from someone in Kenya. I, I went down a serious rabbit hole reading articles about this guy. Like he's played all over Texas. He's won like, really? like singer-songwriter competitions in Texas. And he's just like, 
It's a he's, place to do it. Right? And he's like he's played all over the US. Like I think he he tours and plays a lot in the US well, and he's well like, known. Sounds like 1976 Nashville sound. Yeah, 100%. You would like never the, like I love John Denver, well the best of John Denver, but like that cheesy John Denver that's very like not even Glenn Campbell. Like he sounds like 1976 Glenn Campbell. It's funny you say John Denver because one of the articles I read, uh, it was sort of talking about this night in, I, I think they were in Texas or Nashville, and he busts out into Take Me Home Country Roads, and the huh. crowd just went, you know, bananas. Yeah, he definitely sounds like that. He has that that tone in his voice that, like, initially I said Engelbert Humperdinck, but I think that was partly just also the production of it that yeah. was kind of very mainstream 70s produced, but... But it's really cool, right? There's like a yeah. burgeoning country scene, and I guess you could call him the grandfather of it, but then there's all these other artists. And I'll, I'll play you some of this stuff Country's after. countrywide. Yeah, it really is. And then I'll, I'll quickly, and this is how I'll tie it back to the Australian thing you mentioned before. Uh, somehow from this, I, I continued down the rabbit hole and read an, uh, an interview with a Spotify programmer from Australia. And I didn't realize this, but Australia is Spotify's uh, third highest streaming market for country music behind the U.S. and Canada. I believe it. It's it's a big deal there. Most most people go on tour there. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. And there is actually uh, quite a few artists. Um, there There's a presence in New Zealand as well, but it's a smaller territory. Um, they mentioned that, you know, after, after the U.S., um, Australia kind of, for emerging artists, kind of comes right in behind, like for English-speaking countries, comes in behind like Canada and, and the U.K., but there's still a lot of uh, emerging artists out of... Uh, Australia as well and I guess I mean it's always had again they reference it back to um, sort of the atmosphere right like country music has always had a strong presence in Australia and, and this is a direct interview quote from uh, the Spotify programmer uh, in line with our vast interior and open areas known as the outback or the bush inspiring the common themes of the country music along with everyday life and general themes within the country music that we see globally so uh, it, it's really cool, and he talks about how local artists are starting to move more towards contemporary style of music, uh, which is opening up more of you know widespread global appeal. And he's doing a lot of work, like getting these playlists up and running, uh, country playlists to get more exposure for the Australian artists. And then, and then he just rhymed off a bunch of artists. Some of them you're going to know, some of them you won't. But again, I thought I'd just give some artist shoutouts. But uh, Morgan Evans, Keith Urban, obviously. Uh, Rachel Fahim, Seaforth, Mick Lindsay, Casey Barnes, Melanie Dyer, the Wolf Brothers. I believe I've heard them as well. Uh, Missy Lancaster also sounds very familiar. Bryce uh, Sainty, Route 33, um, Travis Collins. And then there's a New Zealand artist, Kaylee Bell. I believe that name rings a bell for me. <laughs> no pun intended. Kaylee Bell's name rings a bell for me. But anyway, so this was the international corner of country, country music. Uh, talking about some Australian country music and some African country music. Hmm. Cool. Um, I just did a quick Google onto the guy I was talking about because we just keep saying the Australian country singer. Um, Troy Sivan. Hmm. Oddly odd that he's not mentioned in this. Yeah. So it looks like he is, according to Wikipedia, uh, born in June of 95, a South African-born Australian singer, songwriter, actor, and YouTuber. Wow, way to tie my two themes together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I went and started to quickly <laughs> Google. Um, 
came out as publicly publicly gay on YouTube in August of 2013, and uh, he lives in Hollywood now, and he is uh, famous for having won uh, Australian talent talent competitions, and he's been, he's signed with EMI Australia. What kind of music exactly? I don't know. I I literally know nothing about this guy other than I saw him wearing kind of a cowboy hat on Instagram <laughs> after links. Kind of Jason, a kind cowboy of, hat. Yeah. <laughs> One of those kind of neon ones or something. And it, uh, sorry, go on. But yeah, I don't have that much. It, he's like been a bit of an actor portraying the younger version of Wolverine in the 2009 film X-Men Origins Wolverine. Huh. So I he won a Teen Choice Award. Oh, that's a prestigious award. Yeah. Isn't it, don't they give you like a surfboard? Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> it's been a while since or I've like watched MTV. Think of popcorn. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, what I was going to say is it's amazing how many artists So now just to say that it's not actually like a real country singer. So when I was like, maybe there's one guy ah, from okay. Australia that's a country guy. It's not even like that. It's a, another pop it's mainstream celebrity. I didn't have a chance to go through any of these um, Australian artists. I, I would like to. I just ran out of time. But uh, yeah, some of the, I'll, I'll send you some of the links for some of the African artists. It's definitely an interesting mix. Um, but yeah, I, I am going to actually go through this Australian list too and, and see uh, what we got in there. And if we find any real country country artists, we'll, uh, we'll post about them. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say is it's amazing how many artists... And I mean, this guy, I guess, well, he, he did launch a legitimate career, but are lo- launching legitimate careers out of these competi- these singing competition shows. Like, it's comp- obviously total commonplace now. It's almost more so than, you know, coming up through the ranks and cutting your teeth and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, boom, you're I there. Love, I love how well we're setting each other up for these natural segues now. <laughs> that is completely unplanned because speaking of singing competitions, in our last catch-up conversation... We were talking about the um, heartache medication record, John Party. Yeah. And I guess we kind of gave a longer form conversation review about it, going through a bunch of the songs, what we liked, what we less liked, but still liked everything overall. And one thing that came up was that we love the song um, uh, Don't Blame the Whiskey. Yeah. Which also was co-written by Miranda Lambert. Mm Mm-hmm. But she did not sing on it. Yeah, we questioned that. Yeah, we questioned it because Lauren Elena sang sang on it. And then so I went to, in the conversation, I was like, I know her, but I don't. I know I've heard her songs on the radio, but I can't tell you what they are because I think I just wrote them off as like mediocre pop. And I, I felt kind of bad for saying that and not knowing it well enough. And because I keep seeing her coming up on like Bobby Bones and random Instagrams and things like that, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to remember who she is. And she's on Dancing with the Stars right now. So that's one thing she's doing. Um, but... Yeah, she is the one. <laughs> the reason I remember not liking her <laughs> is, um, what was that song called? Ladies in the 90s? Hold on, let me just Google it quickly. Um, Lauren Elena, 90s. Uh, Ladies in the 90s. This, to me, was the girl version of the song uh, Chris Chris Young's uh, Raised on Country. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I was like, I understand why you didn't like also, it. Yeah, just like name dropping, but also with a blend of Walker Hayes, uh, 90s country. 
that bullshit song that we ranted about seems almost a year ago. We've been, I think we've ranted about it a few times, but yeah, yeah it, it was, was in the early back. days. I think we the, laid off those two a little bit. We did, yeah. <laughs> in the early days, we brought that up a lot. But, we were low on content. <laughs> yeah. But there was... And high on anger. It was a lot of, like, it, it's just a pop song that is referencing, well, the Walker Hayes version that's just referencing 90s classic country lines or key tag lines or imagery or something like that. And but the music sounds exactly zero like either country, let alone '90s country. And um, Lauren Elena has a similar song. <laughs> it's called "Ladies in the '90s." And oh, I've got the lyrics right here. What can't, just came up on YouTube? Um, I was raised on radio waves where the ladies dominated. Sometimes I close my eyes and just replay it. I want to feel like ladies in the 90s, turn the dial and find me some strawberry wine so I can sing along uh, all night long. Acting like I'm Britney, come on baby, hit me one more time. Hey man, I feel like a woman. I think it's just, what's it later like? I mean, it started off okay. Hey, I don't (laughs) want no scrubs. It started off the exact same way as Chris, uh, or as Walker (laughs) Hayes does. Or no, sorry, uh, Chris, um, Chris Young. But keep in mind, I I I only raised on Merle. I was raised on (laughs) Willie. Like I was raised on radio waves where the ladies dominated. Like it's all the same kind of theme, like put to pop music. But if she just would have said, "Okay, keep in mind, I've never heard this song, so it it could be the most countryest song ever." But I I know it's not because you're telling me it's not. But lyrically, just saying that where the radio where the ladies dominated the radio waves, like that's pretty cool sentiment. And if she goes on to like bust out a bunch of stuff about some awesome like country women of, of the '90s. Yeah, and so it, here's what she goes on to say. Uh, but she's busting out Britney Spears. Britney come and on, TLC. hit me one more time. <laughs> hey, I don't want no scrubs. But then throws in, need a cowboy to take me away. I want to feel like ladies in the 90s. And it's like, come on. Like, no. Could you be a scrub cowboy? Oh, I'm sure you could. <laughs> Just hang out the side of your best friend's ride. <laughs> trying to holler at her. <laughs> <laughs> Are you huh. impressed that I know that? Or disappointed. Well, I know it as well. But. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just Hollis. curious. <laughs> I played in a punk band when I was 15, and we covered TLC's Waterfalls. Huh. <laughs> you have nothing. <laughs> and I didn't expect you to have anyone to say no. that. It was, a, it was popular amongst our scene at the time. It was fun as hell, but, you know. Just a little factoid out there for uh, all of our fans. Anyways, moving You'll on. never find that song anywhere <laughs> online. I wish it existed, but <laughs> that was not. Be- <laughs> that was before phones had cameras. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, uh, I don't remember where we were. Oh, anyways, Lauren Elena, yeah. So she's... she. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, I don't want to just, like, crap on her. Um, so is there... Okay, so is there, like, a some sort of corporate affiliation between like label affiliation we, we touched on that so there must be right i don't know i didn't look that deep i was just really looking more at the music and by looking at the music i mean while i'm driving listening to a bunch of it <laughs> and sort sorting out what how, how i feel about this and what i landed on is every she may have some like some album cuts that aren't singles that play more to what we would consider real country or somewhat real country, but everything she's put out on the radio, I do not consider country whatsoever. She's more or less in the, um, Kelsey Ballerini category for me. 
However, she has an awesome voice and she, what I really liked. So I don't like the song that she is with Hardy on, which I don't know what it's called because I don't like Hardy either, but she's on a song with Hardy and she's doing the background and some harmony. And she has a very good, like a singular kind of harmony backup vocal voice that I really like. And it's almost reminding me of a modern version of Bonnie Owens. You know, when she was doing harmony, like on Merle Haggard Mm -hmm. and Buck Owens, it was that like perfect harmony note, but it was, it didn't blend her voice into theirs. Her voice still stood out distinctly, almost as like a second lead singer, but up uh like up in the higher harmony note like <clears throat> i'm not saying this well no i'm but 100 like, because if you listen it wasn't to this innocuous th- blend of voice that just creates harmony it's like a singular good sounding yeah like, there's two distinct voices happening yeah, at the she, same time but they still work well together totally and she does that really really well and i think that's what really stood out for me on uh on the Chris Party uh, duet was... The John Party. <laughs> Don't blame <laughs> it on the whiskey. <coughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes, no, 100%. I'm it, blaming that mistake on the whiskey. Yeah, you have a large glass of it and it's your second one. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's a really good throwback to that because regardless of any the other stuff you just said, that's a big part of what took me back about uh, that song was just like, this is a very distinct duet and two very different voices but they're working well somehow and that's what kind of i think perked or piqued both of our interests on it was like who is this who's he duetting duetting with right now is that can you use that as a duetting duetting yeah why not (laughs) just duet (laughs) uh yeah anyways that uh is a great song and some interesting background on her um speaking of throwback kind of sounding new female country artist. You played me someone earlier that I I felt was super throwback. So I don't know how to say her last name, but I'm going to say it the way we would say it uh, around these parts. Uh, Her name is Catherine Legendre, or maybe Legender. (laughs) I would say probably Legendre. I think so too. But, you know, like (laughs) some parts of the States, like (laughs) there's a little different enunciation (laughs) rather than like throwing down the, the, the Frenchness of somebody's name. That's true. Yeah, legendary. So, legend. Yeah, exactly. Legendary. Legendary. Like, anyways. Some, anyways, Catherine Legendre. Please tell us if that is not correct. But uh, I, I've, I first uh, she came across my earphones first maybe this spring. I feel like she has a new EP that might have been sometime early summer or late spring. And uh, I really liked it. But I don't know. I think I was just so busy with everything. I didn't pay too much attention to it beyond I like this and then kind of moved on but I've been looking at it more recently as it's been coming back into my Spotify loop and I've been looking at her back catalog a little bit more which uh, looks like she had an album back in like what was it like 2013 or something and then this now in 2019 so it looks like there was a bit of a space but really really good like you really liked it it had yeah like super good like old really school took me back. country vibes to it yeah with like a modern flair still and it wasn't not that like, modern though but i didn't feel like it was um like throwback I, I just felt like it was tipping the hat to i felt like 
it was very like it reminded me a lot of musically and orchestration and arrangement wise a lot like Margot Price. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Something that has like grit and like old school um like lack of production in a good way. Yes. That has like this rawness and like real honky tonkness. And I really like that and appreciate that. If there was one thing that after listening to it a whole bunch that if I had to critique and I don't want to because I really like it, but one thought would be that she seems young and awesome. And that I like, I feel like just a little bit more production on some of that would take it to such a next level that she could be like, Margot, Miranda, like Casey kind of caliber. And not that anybody so needs to have... produce as much as like Casey. That's like next level different production. But um, but let's keep in mind, some of these artists started off a little bit raw too. So totally. if this is, I don't know, her first album or whatever. Second. Second, okay. So then oftentimes that third album is what like really... Totally. So who knows and, where and she's she's also, it, it looks like she lives in Texas and she's very much playing to the Texas scene and it looks like she's doing well with it. And this, like, I love the music exactly how it is. And that is, is I love that style of like raw Texas. This seems to be the only place in North America that is successfully keeping it that real, but it seems almost limiting somewhat within those borders. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give her a real good, uh, like, definitive listen tomorrow. I think. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I really like what you played for me so far. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> if she took exactly what she was doing, and had a producer, someone like, I don't know, Dam Huff or Ryan Gore or who was with Ryan Gore on. Uh, heartache medication there was some of these new traditional records that have like a real traditional honky-tonk sound to them but just that slight kink of modern production that makes it like a radio hit not that it needs a radio hit or needs to be that to be any better but I feel like the, the vibes that I've been picking up off her seem like she could be something like big and awesome yeah maybe this should well, be she's one already of our, awesome but maybe this could be one of our calls where we say uh she's going to be one of the next big calling calling it early yeah well yeah, it's I mean, not that, that early be... because she's been since 2013 yeah but... like we said before we're not picking these artists out of like you know small town usa playing 20 yeah. people bar rooms we're, we're, it, this is already all over spotify and... yeah but we're saying it's going to hit the next level oh mm -hmm. i mean you are i i would tend to agree by what i've heard so far but Bart Butler, that's who I was thinking of on uh, John Party's Heartache Medication. Or even someone like, um, how am I forgetting his name right now? George Strait's <laughs> producer forever. I mean, I, I think we could uh, we could muse on producers for her all day, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it's going to have no effect Tony on Brown. anything. Downtown Tony, Tony Brown. Tony Brown, That's <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. They better call him Downtown Tony Brown. Downtown Tony Brown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have no other option for yeah. a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really, really like those records. And I, I feel like I might even see if they're available on vinyl because that seems like the kind of 
Yeah, the kind of warmth of a record that you want on vinyl. Just skipping around. It seems like something that would fit well next to like J.P. Harris and uh, Kelsey Walden, which I have on vinyl and love hearing that on that format with like the warmth of the cracks and pops and everything. It just sounds so real and old school. I just ordered the new Tyler Childers album on vinyl, uh. which I've had for a while on digital, but there was a bundle today with like this awesome like camo hunting, like fluorescent orange and camo hoodie and a koozie and <laughs> vinyl. Okay. And I was like, boom, I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you had me at hoodie. It'll get here in nine weeks. <laughs> really? I don't know. It takes so long to get stuff here from, from the U.S. Really? Yeah. I, get stuff, I get stuff pretty quickly. Hmm, maybe uh, I'm on some sort of list. <laughs> I I think you're on multiple lists. <laughs> <laughs> so National um, Registry list. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. What else you got? Um, I was reading today, or well, I read it today. I think this came out a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, the day before, that Chris Christopherson just got nominated for Willie Nelson's, uh, he's the recipient of Willie Nelson's Lifetime Achievement Award. And there's going to be a special tribute at the CMAs um, featuring uh, Dirks Bentley, Sheryl Crow, Chris Jansen, and John Osborne performing Me and Bobby McGee. Hmm. Uh, which I think it's pretty cool. Um, I don't really know, I can't really speak on past uh, recipients of this award. But uh, I think Chris Christofferson is definitely uh, a pretty good choice. The Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award is for an iconic artist who has uh, attained the highest degree of recognition in country music. Slash his best friend. <laughs> yeah, right? That'd be like me giving you yeah. uh, like the Sean Oliver Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> what excellence that, the, in the, in field, the field, of field of excellence. <laughs> yeah, outstanding achievement in the field, field of excellence. excellence. <laughs> you that, went for it just as I was trying to grab at it. I was like, how does that start? Is that Simpsons too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh the Montgomery God. Burns Award for, <laughs> oh, uh, how does he do with that? Uh, you've won the o Montgomery Burns Award for excellence <laughs> or uh, outstanding in the. Oh, oh fuck! We'll I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you guys get the point. Yeah. Uh, the award was established uh, to recognize an artist who has achieved both national and international prominence and stature through concert performances, humanitarian efforts, philanthropy, record sales, and public representation at the highest level. Um, so yeah, it goes on to speak on the award a little bit more. Oh, here it is. Previous recipients of the Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement. This is funny. <laughs> Johnny Cash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who else? Waylon Jennings. No. Oh. Uh, you got this. June Carter. No. Uh, Highwayman. <laughs> oh, actually, not. Yeah, yeah Highwayman. Willie Nelson. Uh, Dolly Parton. Kenny. Well, I guess Kenny Rogers. He was not a highwayman. No, I didn't say he was. I didn't say anything. I was just saying. You said Highwayman. Willie Nelson. He gave himself the award? Yeah, apparently. What? <laughs> Maybe it was the first one. It literally says previous recipients of the Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award include Willie Nelson, 2012. That's why I went on when you said Highwayman. I was like, well, it couldn't be himself. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> he's even giving realize. It now to Chris Christopherson. <laughs> and in the past, he's given it to Johnny Cash. And you said no to Waylon Jennings. So there's no one else but himself. <laughs> I guess maybe it was, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's not the one who decides, but it is pretty funny. I find myself <laughs> outstanding in the field of excellence. 
find myself outstanding in the field of Seanness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yep. <laughs> oh, what else you got? You got anything else did to catch you, up on? Well, something that I just saw today. Did you see Chris Stapleton's new video? I did not. It's like all Lego animation. There's a Lego Chris Stapleton doing a concert and it has like ninjas and dragons and everything in did it. Jack White produce it? It looks like it. Well, cause it, is, it is a rockier one, so that's entirely possible. But wasn't that White Stripes video all in Lego as well? Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, was I see. Was that like Hardest Button? That doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. One of them. Or Seven Nation Army or one of them. Yeah, one of them. Anyways, that's funny. Huh. Yeah, no, it, but huh, it's, it's a check really great video. And it's a cool, le- like, that is a Lego set I would buy. And I haven't <laughs> bought, I was obsessed with Legos when I was a kid. And I had, like, the Pirates Legos and the like the uh what is it the middle middle ages like the medieval the me, me too man i had a big castle yeah 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 wow I, we've I never we've never touched we've never, on this never talked about i was this. a lego fanatic as well same here <laughs> and then i just it just kind of dropped off and i feel like i still have them all at home because my mom was like no you're not throwing these out these are going to be priceless and your kids are going to want them and <laughs> She was so right. I think I have a giant box full of like random Legos at home. I think my mom kept all the, the toys as well. And then I've just like sadly disappointed her on the field of having children. <laughs> mm, you do not win in the field of outstanding field of excellence <laughs> no, of kids. No, I did not get that. The mm. Sharon Oliver Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> Sharon Oliver? That's my mom. Oh, your mom. Okay. <laughs> in the field of children. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I mailed well, her a birthday card today. So that's got to count for something. Yeah. Oh, today. Oh, happy birthday, Sharon Oliver. Well, it's next week, but... Oh. <laughs> well, we'll probably post this in a couple of days, so... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't know what else we got. Uh, oh, fun. we posted uh, the other day uh, that it's been for sale for a while, but I don't know. I think it was a slow news day, and I uh, saw it coming across my feet again. <laughs> and uh, George Strait is selling his house in San Antonio, and he has been for a while. But uh, so it's not news news. So we bought it and it's now uh, the new country country music headquarters. Yep. Um, we're doing significantly better than I think any of you guys think we are. Yep. And uh, thank you for all the donations. Yeah. Our, our Kickstarter the, campaign yeah. for 8.9 million worked out. The ad sponsorship. Um, yep. George Strait's tequila sponsored us. Uh, PBR. Um, I feel like uh, John Party should just give us a bunch of money. Yeah, and he can come hang out. <laughs> we'll 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 do an interview at George Strait's house. Oh hell yeah, housewarming party yeah, <laughs> featuring yeah. John Party. <laughs> yeah, it's a housewarming party. Ooh, <laughs> well played. I'll show myself up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, actually, I, I wish we could buy it. But uh, eight point nine million dollar vacation home slash office in another country it's probably not our best investment that place looked like you could make that into a serious compound it's like on a hill surrounded by like it literally and i think i wrote this in my instagram post that it literally looks like a kingdom like you put a moat around that it's a white adobe house on top of a hill this neighborhood is called the dominion uh just north of san antonio and in the perfect place, like close to San Antonio, like still, I assume, technically part of San Antonio or the greater, greater San Antonio area. But then you've got um, Bandera right there and New Braunfels and Bourne, like all these areas. That's 
like you've not been to Texas, but when I was telling you about all those Texas honky tonks we hit, Mm -hmm. other than the ones in Austin, like the whole array of like epic old school ones, like Floors Country Store, Green Hall, um, like uh, Arky Silver Dollar, like those are all right up like 10, 15, 20 minute drive from there. So he's like right between like all the old honky tonks and downtown San Antonio on this hill that looks to be like a forested hill of like over 12 acres where on the top, he's got like a pool, a tennis court in this like white adobe mansion, just like overlooking like a, like a kingdom overlooking (laughs) in like a 360 degrees from like elevation. (laughs) I really got to up my, my country music game. You know, hopefully this video I'm shooting on Saturday really takes off and then maybe we can, we can buy the mansion. <laughs> country <laughs> music headquarters. Yeah. I, I'm putting all my, a lot of stock in this. Can video. I have a producer credit on the, uh, on the, on the video this weekend? Of course. Okay. Of course. Great. <laughs> we, we'll have both earned it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. And his, uh, daughter-in-law is who's selling it. And she's a realtor. Uh, she has a pretty cool Instagram too. Um, her name is Tamara Strait. Tamara? Tamara? I don't know how you... I've heard it both ways. I don't I know how she Both are it. accepted Yeah, I'm not sure which way she goes with. I think I know more Tamaras, but I don't know. It could be Tamara. I would agree with that. So either way, Tamara, Tamara, <laughs> straight. Uh, she's married to his son, uh, Bubba, and... They have uh, two kids, which you might have seen or heard. If you've, if, if you've heard um, God in Country Music, the little kid's voice that's singing with him at the end, about uh, God is just essentially repeating the uh, refrain, God in Country Music. He also brought him up on stage in Texas, singing with him, just such an adorable, almost like the little Miranda Lambert video of the little girl singing with him, except this isn't random and it doesn't look like there's any tears, but it's like three, like a, the first generation and third generation of straights kind of singing <laughs> up there together and I, I don't feel like, know. I feel pretty, like you might cute. have a little baby fever. I mean, you just got married you're talking about your Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Something you're not I'm, telling and me. And I'm getting overcome by <laughs> baby videos of <laughs> baby country singer Uh-oh. videos. <laughs> yeah, no. no. No, no, no baby fever here for Merle's a about while. to get a little brother or sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's gonna get another dog brother or sister before he gets a person brother or sister. I got two at my house right now if you want one. <laughs> dog. Yeah. Brothers or sisters. Yes, yeah. dogs. Not, yeah. not just random children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I stumbled across uh, some things as I was researching this and that um, today, and again today being the day that we're recording this, uh, not the day that it comes out, it was a, a pretty big day in, in country music. And uh, Roy Rogers was born today, singer and cowboy actor. I think we talked about him on... On the murder podcast. Yeah. Because uh, he had hired a murderer. Yeah. So he was born November 5th, 1911. Uh, Billy Sherrill was born on this day in 1936. I mm. think we talked about him probably in Nashville Sound. Yes. One of those episodes. He worked with Tammy Wynette and uh, George Jones very closely. Graham Parsons was also born today in nine, 1946 in mm. Winter Haven, Florida. Um, do you like? I don't. Do you like Graham Parsons? I do a lot. I love the Flying Burrito Brothers. Me too. Yeah. I, and 
<laughs> submarine international submarine band uh, if you want <laughs> side note shout out to another podcast and not that we need more shout outs for midland because i feel like we do it every every single podcast but they have a podcast now called set it straight i don't remember if we've talked about this in past episodes or not but their first episode is about the setting straight whether or not it happened or how it happened the quote-unquote legend or maybe urban legend of Graham Parsons' body being, t- after he died, taken out to Joshua Tree National Park and burned by his buddies, his manager and his other buddy. <laughs> and so if you want to hear that story, go check out uh, Set It Straight by Midland. They're on, I, I, actually, I think they're only on Spotify. Huh. There's a... Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, I interrupted there. No, I, I like that. I listened to a bit of that uh, that Midland podcast as well. And I, I like those cool old stories where... You know they're they're exactly doing that, setting things straight. Uh, I listened to a cool one the other day uh, after the Halloween podcast when you talked about uh, Jerry Lee, and it was uh, called Disgraceland. And oh, yeah. he did just one. And the episodes aren't very long, so they're good for like a, just a quick car yeah. ride or whatever. Like they're about maybe thirty-five minutes long. And he did one on Jerry Lee, and it was uh, it was really cool as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned Billy Sherro and. Uh, he also recently was inducted into um, the Musicians Hall of Fame. So th- th- there was something for that recently happened for the class of 2000, 2019, and there was a whole bunch of people getting inducted, including Alabama, Steve Warner, um, the Muscle Shoals Rhythm Section, and uh, Billy Sherrill, Owen Bradley, who we also talked about in the Nashville Sound uh, podcast. He he was the other major initial producer that more or less created the Nashville sound. And also somebody that uh, actually five people that were inducted, and this is a nice segue just to promo what we'll be talking about next time, is um, what I guess we could consider now the, the new Nashville A-team, if, if you don't know what that means. Uh, maybe go back and listen to our Nashville sound episode where we talk about the history of how the Nashville sound came to be. And we, throughout that, we talk about the, the session musicians that were the, this small group of key go-to players that just worked in the studios and, uh, the artist, the primary artist would come in and it was usually all of these guys are a mix of this core group of guys that played on all of the records or most of the records, at least within a few labels in, in this scene in Nashville at the time. And um, like all the Lloyd Greens and Chet Atkins and everybody of the time. And so now there, there has been a similar group building for a while. Um, I, and I didn't know they had a name. And I've like, I play pedal steel and like m- my god of pedal steel is uh, Paul Franklin. Uh, he's just the king. I don't necessarily want to say the best of all time, but he's not retired yet. He's still got time. Uh, people who think like Buddy Emmons or... Lloyd Green, or I also think Ralph Mooney, for me, is the other really great, great, um, who, who are a lot older and have a lot uh, deeper careers. Paul Franklin's there, if not moving on them. Anyways, uh, personal opinions, <laughs> side <laughs> notes, <laughs> I digress. But anyways, uh, he's part of a group uh, that are called The Players, and um, they're Eddie Bears, Paul Franklin, John Hobbs, Brent Mason, and Michael Rhodes. And we're going to do an episode next time on these guys and uh, get a little bit nerdy about session musicians uh, who we're all about. And we 
we're the kind of people that because we're hobby slash slightly more than hobby musicians ourselves that uh when whenever we're listening to records that we we love one of the first things we're doing is seeing who the actual musicians are on it because it's so often not like the road band it's it's whoever the production team brought in and in a lot of cases it's a lot of these top guys and so i think we're gonna tip our hats to these guys next time i'm uh i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to getting into the research and i think that's going to be you know an entertaining sort of in-depth episode so uh, yeah, look forward to that one. Um, I think, you know, on that note, maybe we could uh, wrap up for night. And, yeah, let's uh, um, also, we're, we've been so bad at promoting Yeah, ourselves. I was just about to do a little promotion. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, uh, if you guys dig this or even mildly dig this or really dig this, please go over to Apple Podcasts and rate us. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, it's all about algorithms and the more positive reviews we get. It's funny that somebody's phone dinged as soon as we said that. That better have been a positive uh, <laughs> review. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, the, the more positive reviews, the more, the, the more five-star reviews, um, the, the more it will get put in front of people on their podcast and the more our listenership grows, the more people can... Uh, hear that we're talking about country music every week. So uh, the, the more you can do, uh, the better. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Country Country Music and uh, Twitter at Country Country Podcast. I don't remember. <laughs> really? And you do the Twitter and you don't remember what it was. <laughs> Twitter is useless. <laughs> I don't know. It's on there. Look it up. Fair enough. And we're, we're on all the major platforms, but if you're listening to this, you've got it on whatever platform you are on, Spotify, Apple, Music, Stitcher, whatever. Share it with your friends too, you know? Share, yeah. Share, teach your parents what a podcast is. Just give it, it the best advice I ever heard on podcasts because it's so all about word of mouth. Just share it with one person that you think might like it. If you have one friend that listens to country music, just flip this to him. If you have or her or her. her or or whoever. I think I said um, but him. flip it to him. Flip it to him, <laughs> but it sounded too much like him. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, wh- whatever, uh, whatever you want to do, you know, however you want, you want to send us some comments. You don't like what we're saying. You like what we're saying. Disagree you, with us, please. Yeah, we love arguing on the internet. We actually do, and we also like being wrong because anything that we say isn't necessarily bottom line truth or fact. It's a lot of opinions and we definitely encourage dialogue. We, we've gotten in some heated, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? A row, some heated rows on yeah. the internet, but uh, sometimes we're wrong, sometimes we're not. And we're, we're very into having an open dialogue. And I will say, I don't think anything's like gotten heated to the point where it it's it always ends up in a in a sort of well you go your way I'll go mine but yeah. no one ever seems to be upset it's like no because it's at the end of the day we're talking about country music we're very passionate about it and so is everybody else mm-hmm. but we love and we love to get into these these arguments and but at the same time it's just you know we're respectful about it but yeah and, and if you have episode suggestions if there's something you want us to talk about because you know some things we just we don't realize people want us to talk about. We're That's where gladly. the whole Bakersfield and yeah. Outlaw and everything came from. That was some suggestions from DMs from Instagram. And 
Yeah, so hit us up. We did a whole three-part series. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. So uh, what do you say? What was I going to show you? We were going to listen to something after. Oh, it was the Chris Stapleton song with the Lego video. Yeah, and then some maybe some uh, African country music, and then maybe we'll we'll pull out some Legos. And I don't have any Legos here. Damn it! Those are back home. (laughs) (laughs) Those are on the family farm with my mom. All right. Well, let's. I'm out of beer here, so let's let's wrap this up. All right. (laughs) Country, country music.